Peace, beautiful people. It is eyes, Quake Western Arcane. If you won't, I am here to introduce an amazing person, Dr. Eve, Dr. Evangeline Hudson, all the way from Charlotte. I was able to speak with her about education, her journey from being higher education professor, all the way into being a creativepreneur or entrepreneur, as many folks say these days. So please tune in to this interview and I hope you enjoy it. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the All Things Eat podcast, your one-stop shop for all things education, art, and technology. I am your guy. I'm your host, Quay Weston, or people call me Kane, as you would like. Um, and today, I'm thrilled to welcome in our first guest on the podcast, Dr. Evangeline. Am I saying that right? You're close enough. <laughs> oh, give me, give me the correction so I can, I can say it properly. It's not, it's not your fault, Evangeline. It's not Evangeline, your fault. okay. Yeah, Evangeline. Dr. Evangeline Hudson, the Purpose Professor. She is a speaker, podcast host, author, um, HBCU maid, of course, uh, first-generation college graduate. She's also uh, the Vice President of Young Alumni Relations for Shaw University's National Alumni Association. That is deep, and that is long as well. So give give us give the people that may not know you um, a, a brief introduction of who you are exactly you know the things that you do. Oh man, well look, first and foremost, let me thank you for having me on your show, and I'm extremely honored to be your first guest. Like yes. no pressure, um, <laughs> but yeah, but really glad to be here. So of course I go by Doctor E because it just makes life easy. Right. Because people can say my name growing up, and I couldn't say it either. So mm-hmm. hey, it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, native of Charlotte, North Carolina, born and raised there. Decided to go to school, um, little HBCU named Shaw, undergrad. Left there, went to Mississippi. Uh, that's where I actually found my love, which was not just my love, but my love for education mm-hmm. as well. So um, met my husband. I got a couple more degrees down there, came back and decided after working hard for several years that I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I decided to pursue the path of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, and being a creativepreneur, um, as people say it these days, that's right? Dope. I like that. I uh, ended up starting a motivational speaking company, which mm-hmm. is the Purpose Professor, limited liability company. Mm-hmm. Um well, I typically work with organizations, um, mostly colleges, universities, helping to develop, retain, and graduate their students um, just through more of that identity development, adversity development. I have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Like I wrote the book, 1865, an inspirational piece, and had this podcast thing going on, which, yeah. you know, we talked about earlier. It was like, hey, you know, just do something, no big deal. And then now it's like, oh, this is a big deal. So right. <laughs> just trying to enjoy the journey. So that's that's me in a nutshell. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I also want to say thank you, too, for two things. One, of course, for making time to be here, um, clearing out some time in your schedule to talk with me that I really appreciate that. Um, and second, the way we met to me is still like interesting because. Yeah. You recorded <laughs> you recorded me performing at an event. You I guess you looked me up by my social media if I gave that at the event. You found me, you said, Hey, you're really dope. Like you reached out, sh- gave me the video, and then you proceeded to upload it to Vimeo for me so that I could have it to share with my people. 
Like that is humongous, and that does it doesn't happen because you know it's hard enough to get people to like tag you on Instagram just when they see you, but it's like you went above and beyond to make sure that one I knew that you like dug what I was doing and and that you appreciated and also like taking that extra step to put it online to where I could access it was like huge for me and I will never forget that and I really do thank you for it oh gosh that's my pleasure I'm so happy <laughs> that I could help in that way I'm like dang I did all that but yeah, it, you was, did. it was a no brainer to me um, I'm like now that you said like I, I remember but it's like yeah it was just when I saw you I was like damn who is he this is he raw yeah. like <laughs> I, I so fell in love with you because I'm like yo well, open mic night in Durham, right? right? Um, gosh, <laughs> yeah. that was so crazy. But yeah, you deserved it, and I I saw at that that moment your light, and mm-hmm. I wanted to help you shine. And it didn't, you know, you family, so it didn't mean anything to me to just go the extra mile because yeah, you dope, you That's dope. Real. That's <laughs> real. Real. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, in line with that, right? Like music, uh, people that know me know me normally, or probably know me from doing music or doing poetry and whatnot. So one of the questions I have for you in in all the things that you do, you have several degrees. You're entrepreneur, speaker. Like I always compartmentalize those things. So how do you how do you wear all those hats at one time? Oh man, great question. Because I do and I don't at the same time. Okay. Uh, I, I take them on, take them off. Uh, yeah. But really, I don't do anything by myself. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, I don't just depend on me to be everything all the time. Okay. I honestly do say sometimes I want the podcast to take um, take the lead and take priority on things because this is you know this is where I am right now. Other days, I'm like, you know, but I really want the speaking thing to pick up because mm-hmm. where I am right now. Um, but I also incorporate help. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a guy who edits my podcast for me. Right. Um, he is amazing, amazing. His name is Gino. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we met online and he helps take the load off. And right. he helps keep me, you know, uh, accountable for what I'm doing mm-hmm. as well. When I'm looking for speaking engagements or events, I may say to some of my friends, you know, who are in the field that I'm looking in, hey, y'all, this is what I'm looking for. If y'all see something, hear something, please let me know yeah. um, so that I don't have to spend all my time doing it as well. And uh, more recently, I'm bringing on a virtual assistant oh, wow. so that I can be able to manage some of my tasks. Because, you know, it's when you have a book that you're trying to market mm-hmm. and get in front of people, booking speaking engagements, when you're traveling, when you're married, when you, you know, are... Just like you said, several things, you know, being a podcast host myself and doing interviews, I'm just like, it's a lot. It is a lot. It is. So being able to reach out and get some help, um, that's just for real. That's real. No man is an island of my own. That is real. And I think I struggle with trying to be a solopreneur where it's like, oh, I can do all the things, but then you realize like, I probably need a team. It could be easier to delegate. (laughs) So I I definitely, I appreciate that. And I think a lot of people that are listening may be in that same place um, with trying to do everything and realizing the, the, the need and importance of having people behind you. And also like you mentioned, an accountability, uh, person or partner or whatever the term is that people want to use I think that's very important for people to know um, yeah absolutely absolutely because yeah. you know the other thing too you move further along mm-hmm. when you have people to help you a lot of people just trying to make all the money by themselves mm-hmm. but I realize if you eat and other people eat y'all all will keep eating so Jeez. that's <laughs> that's the truth think about that is the truth. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the book. Um, you mentioned 1865. So 
give us a little spiel of what that book is and, and why it was important to you and your journey. Oh, man. So that was written um, really to be an inspirational piece to those who have shared a similar journey mm-hmm. and those being first generation college students mm-hmm. and recent graduates who come from hardship um, and know what it's like to just be lost in the world mm-hmm. and need to be picked up. Um, and so for me, I set myself down essentially in a chair, my 19 two-year-old self down and told myself through my book hmm. all the things that I I needed to know or hear mm-hmm. during that time of my life. Now, you know, granted, there are people who are, you know, seasoned, I'm going to say, who can take away from the lessons as well. But it was really meant to be the, I wish this is the help that I had. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I help those is to kind of leave something behind. So you don't have to talk to me or be at my speaking engagement to get the knowledge or to get the advice on relationships or Mm -hmm. navigating friendships, um, just really being the first to break some of the molds and, you know, do some of the things that you're going to do in life. So that was the intention behind that. That's awesome. And I um, intend to read it myself. Um, that is that is my goal as long as, as well as talking with you today. But I have to get that book for me uh, just to read it and maybe even share it with, you know, some of my younger cousins that might need that empowerment or need that inspiration. Because I think it's valuable, um, especially to hear from people, you know, that they can relate to or that they can see. Um, so I guess for you, um, as a first generation graduate, how would you say that you were empowered um, once you, you know, accomplish the first goal, right? It's, sometimes I think for first generation students, it may be easy to say, ah, this is too hard. I don't have anybody that I can just ask for this knowledge. So I guess what pushed you to continue um, your education and get as many degrees as you have? Oh, man, that's an easy answer. Actually. Okay. <laughs> there is nothing in the world like an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Let me say that, because though I was first generation, I was never made to feel like something was wrong with me as a student that I was something special and special as in I was at risk that was never something that was on my mind Mm -hmm. not while I went to school it was we all here we all family we all try to get it let's do it Mm -hmm. and to be in a in a place where people look like me who come from the same place I come from and were trying to get the same thing I was trying to get um that really was the piece that changed the game for me mm-hmm. because it wasn't until I got to grad school that I even found out that I was first generation. Hmm. And yeah, yeah, it was like straight up. Um, I knew I was the first person in my family to go to college, yeah. but I didn't know that it was anything significant. Right. You know, like, yeah, significant, a big deal. Oh, I'm the first to do it. But what it mean, what it means or meant even then statistically, mm-hmm. um, you know, from where I'm from, from what I've been through in my life, I didn't realize that, you know, hey, oh, this is a really big deal. And it's, oh, it's a big, big deal. Yep, it's a huge um, deal. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, for me, it was being around my people. Because uh, I can't tell you that if I had gone to a PW, I would have had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Granted that, you know, there probably would have been people that I could have latched on to to help me. But my professors and my mentors, most of whom look like me, mm-hmm. always empowered me, always challenged me, always asked me the questions to get my brain to thinking about things on down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is actually... I would say we did it for me, have it on to HBC. Awesome. And I, I, I'm one of those folks that went to a PWI and I can share it. I just imagine what HBCU experience is like. Like you can see Instagram, you can see Twitter videos, but it's like for me, I don't feel 
a sense of connection to my university. Like I know I graduated mm. from there. I got my degree from there. And outside of, interestingly enough, I'll share this very briefly. Um, I was one of the, not first generation, but I was in the generation of the younger folks in my family that went to college. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it was difficult to engage with professors or ask questions or talk to people that were so different from me. Um, and I never felt that my professors were like for me. You know what I mean? So I didn't feel empowered to like go and say, hey, I need help with this, especially coming from a small rural town where we didn't really deal with white folks like that. And if we did, wow. if we did, it was like in a, you know, be careful, be cautious what you say to them kind of way. So I wow. think that kind of re- that restricted uh, kind of the things that I saw to be possible, even as a college student, like, uh, I need help with this science class, but I ain't going to go talk to this professor because he ain't going to do nothing in front of me anyway. You know what I mean? So wow. I think some of it suffered. And I do sometimes wish that I would have went to HBCU where I really would have gotten um, the support from people that were similar to me. So I, I think that's cool that you said that. And I think a lot of times people um, discredit or or kind of like make HBCUs out to be this uh, less than type of institution when I think for people like us it's far more important that we do spend time with people like us um, because that's how we're going to grow so I think that's awesome that you shared that so in I guess in your in your experience at in in education how beneficial has education been in the work that you do Mm, man it's my uh, my first love to be honest Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize, I never had a thought to really be in education as a higher education professional ever. Um, and it's funny that we should ask the question as a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, oh, I'd be a doctor. Yeah. And I realized I didn't like science and medicine. And I was like, oh, I'd be a teacher. So, um, <laughs> so for me to still have ended up in a teaching capacity, I've mm-hmm. always loved it. Uh, but as far as how it's shaped my world or you know what it's done for me, it, it helped me find what I believed in in life and that's mm-hmm. students because as a student and you know, myself going to college was so transforming for me it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was so transformational it was so it's such a powerful dynamic experience like it elevated my whole life and I in turn wanted just this be able to do the same thing for other students to come along um, so yeah for me uh, the work that I do is even shaped around me still wanting to and actually working with college students, um, you know, universities, institutions, what have you. It's very, it's very aligned because I can't see myself doing anything else. So mm-hmm. though I'm out of higher ed now, I'm still very much involved in um, in education. Um, right. So much that if you even look at my business, I am the purpose professor. Yep. Um, you know, I have the first gen lounge, which is my podcast, but I shape that to be like the student union or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you come in, we talk, we have a good time. Um, my speaking engagements are, you know, my speaking topics. They're my course catalog. Mm-hmm. So I have everything still set up in a way that very much, you know, represents higher education or education period because I, I love it I love yeah, it that's awesome so I guess how do you how do you do you think you've had more freedom in because I guess this is what I'm asking um, in better words I know that the educational system it has its it has its boundaries right of what you can do and what you can teach thinking about like public school or K through 12 
Um, mm-hmm. And then into college, you know, they have course outlines. They have all of these things that you're supposed to teach or not supposed to teach. So for you stepping out of that higher education role, do you think you have more freedom in what you can teach or the things you can talk about? Or do you think it's about the same? I have more freedom. I would absolutely say that, even as a professional, because I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, so I can do what I want to do. At the same time, is keeping up with the trends in higher education and Mm -hmm. knowing what institutions need for me to be able to go in and talk to their students. Um, Something that never changes student development Mm -hmm. and identity development, you know, student development, meaning like leadership on campus, being engaged. how to be a part of the campus, especially when you're at a PWI. Mm-hmm. So talking about identity, but then that a part of overcoming adversity um, is something that I'm able to talk to or talk about as well, but it depends on the school type. So mm-hmm. maybe that fits better for HBCUs versus PWI. So right. it's more versatile than what I can talk about, but there's still some things that, yeah, you can talk about love relationships all day, but who are you talking to? You know, right. you know, for a <laughs> right. student organization or just for somebody to bring you in and hire you to speak. So I still have to keep up with the trends. However, mm-hmm. there is a lot of flexibility in what I can share and how I can deliver mm-hmm. versus just being only these general ed courses or only this, you know, way to do things. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah, differences, but, you know, still some assimilation, but in a way that I get to choose how I assimilate. Right. I dig that. that and that's big for me. Um, and and the question um, that I'm, I've kind of led with next or would like to ask next is kind of about access, right? So thinking about, and I think of you as a resource in making education or like development or personal development accessible to people who might not like have access to it generally. So if they're not a college student, if they're not a in a in a structured educational environment um what ways um do you think we can improve access for people i think one way is to build relationships Mm -hmm. and it's something i I preach often even as an entrepreneur i'm always like yeah i do work with you but i gotta know you first right you know i need to i need to build a relationship and and here's why being strategic in the relationship that you build so be it that as a teacher with somebody in the community, mm-hmm. um, a Greek organization, or somebody who's, you know, a new face, and they're saying, hey, we have these things to offer. Their relationships know what people can offer. So then you can plug and chug as an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody who may not be an educator, let's say you are a community organization that's looking to help the students, um, being able to say, well, where are my people? You know, where are my people that need help, and what do you need? So you can know who to look for to partner with as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes I think that we think networking is networking, but networking isn't just networking. <laughs> That's how right. to be confusing. <laughs> right. But, you know, right. we say, oh, I want to I want to be famous or I want to, you know, be big out here. So what are you trying to be big? Mm-hmm. You know, are you trying to be big, you know, in the African-American community? And if that's the case, where are the black people hanging out at? So you right. need to go where they are, you know, versus some people say, I just want to be a successful lawyer. Well, they're okay. That's cool. But what kind of successful lawyer? Because, mm-hmm. you know, knowing who you're trying to serve and what you're trying to do helps determine what relationships you need to build. Um, For me, because I believe in access, like you said, for minorities, for women, for plus size women, um, just for, you know, a number of people. My thing is I want to talk to people who have programs to help single mothers Mm -hmm. because I can single, you know, parent household. I want to be able to do programs that help African-Americans build businesses um, because I am African-American woman building a business. And because of that, 
what can I do or how can I align myself so that when people come along and they need help, I can be a resource for them too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, alignment in a long, long, long story short. Right. That makes perfect sense. I, and I guess in that, I also have a question. This is also for myself. <laughs> do you, Go ahead. how do you, do you feel like there's a perfect time? Like, do you think you need to have taught 10 years of, of higher education to go into a classroom and talk to students? Do you think you need to have had this booming business for 25 years before you go and share like your story of being an entrepreneur or leaving higher education and then becoming an entrepreneur and being very successful at it? Do you think you have to wait or do you think that people can teach while they're learning at the same time? You can teach while you're learning. I absolutely believe that because you are always 10 steps ahead of somebody else, no matter where you are in life. And we have a tendency to think that I was with something like um, I was talking earlier on my social media platform, mm-hmm. um, just in general, that we think we got to be famous, you know, famous. You got to be we got to be happy, famous and have a big old name mm-hmm. to be significant. But that's not true, right. because what I've been through and my personal testimony and story and how I've got through and what I have learned is something that maybe Tamala, who is just not entering college, she don't know. Right. You know, maybe a student affairs professional who's only been in the game for two years, they don't know. But I've been there. There's always something that we can teach people. And we have to, you know, dismantle the belief that you got to be something or somebody because you're already something to somebody, but something to somebody big to be able to teach or help. Because um, think about it, even where you are, you know, why you just start with your podcast you already have some tools to tell somebody else how you got started. Right. So there's somebody who still wants to start their podcast and somebody who hadn't even thought about one who needs to be introduced to it. So, you know, it's just a, a never, a never evolving cycle of kind of growing and reaching back and pulling people along. Mm-hmm. Lifting as we climb. That is something fresh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And shout out to yes. you. You know, the, the, the Reds is in, in the building. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. <laughs> right. Right. Can't, can't, leave, can't leave that out. That's awesome. And I think, like, because for me, I, I've always found myself like, oh, well, if I if I knew a little more, I would, you know, give you a little bit more information. Or, or the, I think for a lot of us, it's this idea that social media kind of portrays or media in general portrays is like you have to be this professional or you got to be Gary V before you can start talking to people any kind of way. Or you need to be Beyonce before you can teach people how to dance. Like, it's so many, it's so many things that we kind of limit ourselves in just because we feel like we don't have the tools when um, when we have everything that we need inside of. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Huh. Yeah, facts. That I can that. that but think amazing. of it like this too, though. Like you know, you said you don't have to be Beyonce before you teach people how to dance. But who are you trying to teach how to dance? Now, if you're trying to teach people to dance has been dance for ten years. Right. Right. They might not be your people. Correct. It might be true. But if it's somebody true. who just said I'm interested in dance and you've been dancing two or three years and you know you got it, teach them. So it's yes, because <laughs> I'm not gonna be like yeah, I'm about to teach all the college presidents how right. to be better presidents. Right. That's not my lane. That's not true. my lane. <laughs> true. 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 Finding your lane and finding your people. That is, that is that is That's a message. It. That's awesome. it. I like that. Yeah, I dig that. We're gonna we're gonna use that somehow. So, last question, or one of the final questions I have. First question is, if you had to give a new person advice of how to achieve the things you achieved and to get where you are, what would you tell them? Consistency is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just say 
you're going to build something. And I'm saying this to you as I'm saying it back to myself. Mm-hmm. You can't just say you're going to build something and not commit to it and keep at it. Mm-hmm. Because it is so easy to be like, this ain't working out. And then you just, you know, give up or do it every now and then. And, oh, okay, whatever. It, it won't ever grow. That business, that idea you're thinking of, that journal that you're trying to put out, the book you're trying to write, the podcast you're trying to launch, consistency. You have to keep at it um, because things take time. They really do take time. And so even as I say consistent, I'm also say patience and persistence. Mm-hmm. Um because it all goes hand in hand. You know, why I am, and I don't even think that I'm, as far as I want to be, actually I'm not, so let me just be for real, I'm not who I want to be, mm-hmm. but I'm not where I was two and a half, three years ago. True. But it has been staying committed to the process and starting to see the fruits of my labor really, really start to flourish. Mm-hmm. I'm taking notes over here. You got me writing no things words. down. <laughs> and, and patience, yeah, those, all three of those. For sure. And, and what do you hope at this point people seeing you that they can take with them outside of all the things you do outside of all the degrees what do you hope that you're leaving behind Mm. I want people to always be reminded no matter who they are where they come from that they are enough. Like, you probably say, oh, he's a self-esteem and value, but yeah, I was really damaged growing up. Mm-hmm. It's not my mom's fault. Um, it's not, I don't blame anybody. It was just life and circumstance. You know, I was born into a, a world that I didn't ask to be in, and yet I was forced to have to deal with it and make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And it left me, my life, you know, for a while, let me feel like, you know, black girl, Hey, fat girl. Hey, you know, girl from the single parent home. Hey, first girl, you know, first person to go to college in your family. Girl, you know, you're so inadequate. You know, anybody going to love you or there's always going to be something against you because of the margins that you fall into. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but look at me now. You know, right. I'm okay. I was still able to achieve, but it came from many messages embedded in me and that I had to believe myself that I am enough and I have a tribe and people believe in me and I, I fit somewhere in this world hmm. um, so knowing that it's going to be okay but you are always enough always always enough always enough that is a word that is a word <laughs> Someone's like a mic drop right there <laughs> yeah and I think that's beautiful and, and especially like, I don't know how, if you know how I view you, um, but I see you as a very, like, passionate, like you said, consistent, um, patient, uh, organized, like, you have this thing about you that's just like, I know what I'm here to do, and this is where I am, and I'm taking these people with me as I go. And I'm willing to reach back and to to pour into people, even if I don't feel it myself, like I still like am going to make sure that people are them are them their best version of themselves at all times. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I value that and I, I appreciate that. And I think like if any if <clears throat> you just have what you need and you have all the things 
that I admire in a lot of folks, but you really stand out to me. And I think that everything you're doing with the Purpose Professor, um, the books, the podcast, it's it's really uh, benefiting people, um, even outside of people who are first generation students or, or minorities or, or whoever they may be. Um, yeah. What you're doing definitely has purpose. You definitely have passion and and everything about it is is miraculous. So, yes, thank you for all that you do. Um, and the biggest part of this platform was to basically highlight people who are doing amazing work in the realms of education, art and technology and also to have just candid conversations. And I had a list of questions, but it's like I just wanted to talk about what we're talking about, you know, yeah. and, and you you really uh, dropped some big gems here. And I think this is a perfect way to end it. <laughs> but wow. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to end this without you plugging in your media where we can find you, how we can follow you, how we can support you. Um, please share that information with us. I definitely will. Before I do, let me just say goodness gracious. Who told you to drop those balls on me just now? I'm just like, talking. Woo, uh, <laughs> pass the Kleenex, please. Uh, wow. This is what I feel. Wow, that's very um very powerful and very moving. So thank you for for your for your candidness and for sharing it with me because that's fuel for me um, to keep going. That's a part of that consistency thing. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that keeps me going. Um, it really, really does. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, wow. Glad that we, I'm glad we connected. Absolutely. And who would have imagined an open mic night a couple of years ago right. would have led to this. Correct. <laughs> like what? Wow. Um, wow. Gosh, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. So finding me um, on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, um, all at E-V-E-H-U-D-S-O-N-P-H-D. So that's E. Hudson, Ph.D. Um, and my website is the same, EveHudsonPhD.com. I'm typically hanging out a lot more on Instagram, and you know my website is a great way to connect with me. Um, my number's out there, my email's out there, so if you need to call, text, all that email feel free awesome and I will definitely you know have links and all that to um, people to just see you and connect with you directly one two clicks is enough um, and make sure people get to you and then how can we uh, support you um, as listeners or as people how can we support you outside of just following you on social media what would you, what can we do for you you wait a minute that's what we doing okay we trying to go um, let's talk about it listen you know what's funny about that because I mean I just totally believe in the whole helping somebody help somebody help somebody mm-hmm. like that's major so yeah I'm, I'm like wow okay um so how can you all help me so I have definitely been consumed as of late with getting my speaking career where I wanted to be I've been kind of dabbling you know got mm-hmm. the podcast where I, oh, I wanted so um, anybody is a college university, even a high school or nonprofit organization, helping students, you know, to, to go forward in leadership and identity and purpose. Um, I am, I am yours for the hire. So, if, you know, you want to collaborate on an event, a workshop, or have somebody come in and keynote an event, I am here for you. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, and I yeah. because you know people just you know might listen and like oh I'm gonna just follow her and that's enough but it's like we really want to pour into the people that are giving their time and their energy to this um and I say we like it's more than just me right now but um I would like to do that uh, maybe that we is me and God but we'll see 
Um, mm. But yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will plug all these, this information, make sure people can get in touch with you. And I really appreciate you, one, being the first guest again. And yeah. also, <laughs> and also just for your time and your energy. Thank you so much. 